Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude. This is our podcast that we love because we bring you all things flamenco. When I say all things, Marcos is already <laughs> in, ready in position. We do mean all things because we have talked about not only about the core things of the genre, which is the music, dance and playing, but we also talked about cinema, we talked about lost archive footage um, from flamenco villages, about how what life is like there, original recordings, and we have also talked about the multiple festivals that happen. Uh, you may remember that Marcos did his top 10 favorite festivals, and we can't wait to see what's happening, what's coming up this summer. It's spring already. Uh, so we're probably well underway for a new season of fiestas in Andalusia. But today we're continuing our string of talking about different artists. We're kind of dedicating an episode for um, an artist now in this season. And it's been long overdue. We've already talked about uh, big people of the genre. And today we're going to talk about another one. This will be Tomatito. Now, he is somebody who probably stayed in the shadow for a long time just as an accompanying person uh, of Cameron. Uh, but we're going to delve more into his life today and talk about his rise to prominence, especially after the um, iconic La Lienda del Tiempo that was released. Uh, without any further ado, let's dive into it. This is the episode we dedicate to Tomatito. Well, the interesting thing, uh, Galia, is that when Cameron died, the one thing that Tomatito was prepared to say was, I was his guitarist. Something that we've mentioned before. And he had many guitarists, but um, <clears throat> Tomatito was always going to be identified with, with Cameron. And I think we need to talk, you were mentioning the, the, the villages and things yes. like that. And, you know, there was a great era uh, in, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, when they toured. And you imagine, you know, they... and the. The crowds, you couldn't get crowds like that now today at a festival. You know, a, a mayor would uh, put out extra money to ensure that he'd got Camarong to top the bill. On the bill, top, yeah. yeah. And so obviously Camarong, if there was the money available, <clears throat> would come with, with Tomatito. And apart from the crowds, one of the interesting factors from this time was the noise. Now... You see, in flamenco pe festivals, people <clears throat> don't really respect the art. Why quite, is that? Well, they don't because they they're getting a drink, they're talking, mm. they enjoy it, but they're not going to be that quiet. So when you get a lot of people, like a, at a at a Cameron concert, you're talking about such a noise that even Cameron gets very annoyed and starts saying, "Can you all quieten down so that people can hear?" Because at some stages you can listen to uh, live recordings from the time. You, he can barely hear himself because of the, because of the, the noise of the people. But, um, you know, th these were amazing times. It, I suppose it was a new golden era. And, I mean, you know about their car, uh, Galley. We've talked about the car where they travelled together. Yeah. Um, but b before that, I want to talk about the villages that they appeared, especially a festival um, during the 78 and 79. That was a large yeah. audience and that was in Bornos. In Bornos. So is where is Bornos? And what Bornos is, is, is in the province of Cadiz. Um, it's, uh, you see, the interesting thing is a famous record producer, Ricardo Pachon, he went to all of these villages and recorded them. So we have got a record 
of what they did. An amazing record, which we wouldn't normally have. Uh, and it's very well recorded. A live record. A mean? live record, yeah. And <clears throat> when you, it's called um, Camarón Nuestro. And when you hear that, you see the different ways that Camarón does the bulerías, he does the solia, mm. the tangos, different variations, how he mixes the lyrics. I mean, one of my favourites is Un Anciano Le Pegué. And as soon as he announced he was going to do that, the crowd go absolutely mental. You know? yeah. But um, I think, you know, we, <clears throat> we've got to realise that Tomatito was a brilliant accompanist. Yeah, let's put the spotlight on him because yeah. we're talking about him today. He was quite young, actually, when he started this. And um, the difference between him and Paco de Lucia is Tomatito is a flamenco person. He is a gypsy. From, yeah. from heritage, because his father yeah. was a player and his uncle is Nino Miguel. Or what was Nino Miguel? So he's got a full heritage. But to start off, he was uh, in Almeria, what we call aficionado. You know, he wasn't doing this. There's a lot of information that he met Camarón in, in a in a tablao in Malaga. <clears throat> but as far as I know, he he met Camarón um, when a, a, a guitarist who was going to accompany Camarón. In, in, a vill- in a village or a town, maybe in Almeria province, probably, in a gymnasium, had, couldn't do it because he was called away to military service. And as far as I know, this is when Tomatito was first brought in. And much later, Tomati, as we call him now, said, you know, if I'd have known who he was and his, his immense fame and ability, I couldn't have done it. Yeah, but he just had to do it because he, he was, was young, yeah. and he just thought, "Okay, I'll just do it." Yeah, yeah. What is um, what is his style in a way? Too much. Well, style. he's very much the the uh, la gitana, la, la guitarra gitana. Um, he plays gypsy guitar as opposed to he plays a very different style to Paco de Lucia, uh, very much rooted in the way uh, um, the gypsy people play. So he, he uses a lot of thumb on the right hand. I mean, obviously, he's capable of playing like the the non-gypsy players, <clears throat> but he tends to play very rhythmic. He specialises in 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 the gypsy styles of the bulerías, the soliapo medio. That's what he does, and he's got a phenomenal right hand, and he's able to create variations. These are the little falsetillas, which are amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're very grounded. So, although he's perfectly capable of doing tremolo, you know, the very nice four notes and all of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> when he works with, with singers and things, he sticks to very hardcore accompanying. So let's start off the musical choices for uh, uh, our audience on Spotify. What would you offer us first? Well, I think we should take a, a track of, of um, his, his first uh, LP. I mean, you, you're looking at the vinyl there. And we could listen to, um, of course, because Camarón was around then he said well come on you can sing on my album you can sing the title track so Camarón sings Rosas del Amor you have obviously throughout your life worked not only in, uh, as a guitarist but uh, in broadcasting a lot um, have you ever witnessed interviews of Tomate giving to big you know media outlets um, much like Paco de Lucia or Camarón was notorious not giving no, interviews he, but... uh, I don't think he goes in for a lot of that yeah. and 
when Cameron died, he didn't really want to talk a lot about it. Yeah. Um, he's more, he's a very intimate person. Mm. Um, he, but of course, we're going to get on to all his solo stuff that yeah. he's done, where he came. Yes, much later. So he, he really speaks with his guitar. Uh, and I he, like that. You like that, yeah. He emerges as a brilliant instrumentalist because what happened is um, after the, the, the sad death of Cameron, what could he do? Because many people would think, well, we can't really work with him because he's so associated with Cameron. So it was a difficult period for him when he'd started to move into other areas of jazz and creating his own solo playing. Yeah. And uh, probably partially is because he's so associated with La Lienda del Tiempo, yeah. which is the track that we're going to do. We, we see, we, then that's an interesting mm, thing you bring up. We've, yeah, we've talked, about, we've talked about it a lot. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is that I don't know whether we did mention that when the album came out, I don't think anyone had really heard of Tomatito. And there he is on the sleeve. And that's when people think, Tomatito, hmm? And then they, they hear the playing, and they think, wow, this is incredible. Who is this person? And that's when, I think, you know, we're 1977, whatever, that's when we, we start to think, God, this is a brilliant player. Yeah. And how does he, because that's obviously not his real name, Jose Fernandez Torres is his real name, how did he comes up with um, his alias? Well, well, because his father was Tomati. <laughs> it was Tomati? Yeah. And, and now we can say that Tomatito has yeah. become a tomato. Has become a tomato. <laughs> so we're, we, we've mentioned before that La Lienda del Tiempo is the Sergeant Pepper of flamenco. Yeah. Actually, the Beatles had their anniversary of uh, Please Please Me, 60 years. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird the way that that record has been dubbed that. And, and of course, Cameron was with Tomatito and they were being brought into a completely new world of electric guitars, basses, bongos, you know, the sitar, and they were thinking, wow, what is this? And it was made um, in the outskirts of Seville, very, very hot days, and they even brought in their own cook. And I don't <laughs> think Cameron could have done it without without Tomati being at his yeah. side. It, that, that always reassured him, but, you know... Um, you see, you, these things will never be repeated. Tomatito, even if he never did another thing after that, he's always going to be not just the guitarist of Cameron, but the guitarist who played on what is regarded as the greatest ever revolutionary yeah. flamenco record. So how <laughs> close were they, or was it just a, a professional relationship? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I'm going to give you an example. They, in, in, the, in their wonderful... Mercedes car of Camarong, they travelled and, and on many occasions they just slept in the car to, went to the next village and uh, Tomatito had his guitar in there Camarong had all his paperwork of all the letters, the verses and that's how they, that's how they worked but I can give you one little anecdote um, Yes please Most people <clears throat> talk, talk about Camarong but they've never seen him You know, they've never seen him, very few people uh, unless they're quite old, have ever seen him. Um, I am getting old. <laughs> but I went to... Uh, Are you sure, Marcus? <laughs> I went to a town in Seville province, uh, which is like Los Palacios, Via Franca, to see to see Camarón. On, on the bill was lots of the greats, like Chocolati, etc. But the interesting thing was when I arrived, I came through, and it was very quiet at that point, because I get to places very early. It's the sort of journalist in me. 
And yeah. in the restaurant there, I saw them, and there they were eating together with a group of people. And then later on, this was the typical outdoor festival. So you go to like a, a, an earth area, you know, a, a, an encampment sort of thing, you know, and all the chairs are not put out. You've got to pick up your own folding chair and, and put it out yourself. And as I picked it up, two people walked by going across the field to where the stage was. And it was Cameron and Antomati. And Cameron was carrying his guitar. So that was telling you everything, I think. Yeah, yeah. So close. Yeah. I also love the fact that you didn't do what a lot of people these days will do and just, as you see them eat, go and kind of try to <laughs> talk to them. I don't think they would have appreciated that. Uh, no. I mean, I've spoken to many flamenco artists, but that's probably not a good idea. Why do you, th why do you think... Uh, well... I, I, I understand why, as every person, you, you have moments, even if you're famous, you don't want to be disturbed. But you think in flamenco it will particularly be seen as bad taste. Yes, it's, the, it's their quiet moment before the concert. And of course, there's this famous phrase that says, Lo flamenco no come, solo bebbing. But it's absolute rubbish. The flamenco people enjoy their food. Are you sure they eat? Well, they, they eat they, food? They eat very much. Like bread and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That shocks me, so, but anyway. And um, I could tell you another another time to talk about their relationship. Yeah. In Seville, they have the Biennale, you know, which is uh, obviously by its name. We've talked about the Biennale, Biennale. when we covered posters. Yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's a two-yearly thing. So one, one time it's the guitar, two years later the dance, two years later the song. That's, you know. So I went there for the focus as a journalist on the guitar and I went to many of the concerts but I went the particular highlight will always be Tomatito because outside sitting outside the uh, Teatro Lope de Vega I, I was talking to very nice people like Pepe Abishuela etc etc and we thought this was going to be a solo concert mm -hmm. because all these concerts in this cycle in the week Monday to Friday they're all the greats performing on their own <clears throat> and Tomatito um, uh, starts off, does a few, and then suddenly he says, I'm very pleased to tell you that my great friend is here. And, you know, you've never seen people move with cameras and, and Quite films. Quite that fast. <laughs> you know, yeah. And he came on and Tomatito uh, accompanied him. So that shows you that obviously Cameron had travelled just to support him in in a solo concert because obviously the solo concerts can be uh, quite nerve-wracking for flamenco artists yeah because mm. they're used to having palmeras you know people doing the clapping uh, people that encourage them whereas the solo concert is a bit like a classical thing you know and you, you're out there on your own i mean i've done it many times myself and all you've got is this piece of wood and six strings mm. And and you don't get any noise. That's the thing, you see. Whereas in the in the in the concerts, the outdoor concerts with the singers, there's massive noise. When you go to a theatre like that in Seville, you ri literally, as the English say, can hear a pin drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's not uh, get pins drop on our airwaves. What shall we have as music next for whoever can listen on Spotify? Well. I think I'm going to tell you a story about this a bit later. What my favourite um, album of Tomatito is um, Barrio Negro, and mm -hmm. I love this tango on it, Caminillo Viejo, and 
Well, I'll tell the story after. Okay. I mean, I've, I just played this so many times. In fact, I even played it this week. It's from not his first album, but when he starts to mature as a real soloist as well as being an accompanist. It is the most beautiful tangos. Sure. I love Barrio Negro as well, so let's hear it. And you're going to tell me a funny story. Yeah, well, yeah. in another life, although I do still work for, for, for the BBC, I used to have to do continuity. Mm. You know, for people that don't know what that is, it's like something you have to fill between one programme ending and another one starting. <clears throat> and um, the first programme used to often be short on timing, so it left me quite a long 20 gap. 20 minutes? Not as much as that, no. But, but then you can't... As you know, Gally, because you, you work in broadcasting, you can't just crash the programme that you're going to go into. You've got to sort of be listening to it to find out what they're talking about or what music they're playing. So you get a nice, even thing. You know, you can't, Transition, you can't, you can't yeah. just have the thing that's just ended, then press a button and, and, you, and you're in the middle of somebody talking about something which you don't know what they're talking about. Indeed. So how did I solve the problem? Well... For years, as I, I wonder why, how, yeah. I I played that tangos we just heard every every Saturday evening. How did you get away with this? Well, there you are, and it worked beautifully. And so there I was listening to that, and then listening across to the program that we would join, and then doing a lovely junction, nice and easy. And strangely enough, people became more interested in that music that I was playing than the programs. Wanting to know and what, they were what, getting in touch with you to say... Yes, what was it? Where can you get it? Well, see, I, I think this is the um, the way also that flamenco can attract with its mystique because there is there is a lot of things that people don't know and certainly I don't know a lot of things. I'm still learning as we go with these episodes. But do you think that's partially because of the personas that you know come on in tomatito in this case you know people who don't talk too much they just express by their art do you think that's how yeah. they attract yeah i mean he has in in recent times done been uh, doing documentaries and then has he? he he's sitting in his, in his nice house in in Almeria, in Aguadulce, uh, talking about you know his times in the art because obviously he's becoming quite a mature person he's he's toured all over the world He's made, as you can see on the table here, I put for Multiple. you loads. You know, that's I haven't even got all of his records, but I've got quite a lot of them. Yeah, sure. He's, he's made a lot. Uh, but you were talking about people learning to understand the art, and I, I can end with quite a, a really funny story. Um, this is the last time I've seen Tomatito live. Uh, he came to London. He comes to London quite a bit. Uh, and often to the Sadler's Wells, which, as you know, is famous for, for uh, putting on flamenco every year, the top people. And this was a absolutely outstanding concert. But on, on stage, there was a, a dancer, just staged me, but clearly he was representing a bull or something like that. A bull? Something, I think so, yeah. I mean, I may be remembering <laughs> wrong, but, but, but he's just there. And say the concert lasted... An hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Nothing, he didn't move at all, you see? And then in the last two minutes, phew, like a spring, phew, out he went and did the most incredible... The I don't know, but he did the most incredible dancing, you see? And I, I was with my wife and we said, wow, that was... In and we'd taken uh, a friend of ours to see this. And uh, it was an Oxford professor. And he said to me, wow... 
that woman dancer at the end was absolutely brilliant. And I said, no, that wasn't a woman. That was a man. (laughs) (laughs) Just because people can't see. Well, no, it it fits in with your thing that you've got to really know a lot about flamenco to know what's happening. Mm. Uh, Just listening to all these stories, it makes me feel that... um, Tomatito is so different. It is different to obviously every person's different, but it's different to the artist as we covered so far because he be- he he was influenced by a great ma- maestro. Yeah, but he upgraded and became uh, as well, a standalone yeah, I mean, great yeah. maestro. I mean, himself. you make a very good point because, yeah. of course, what we haven't mentioned is he moves. La Leyenda del Tiempo didn't have Paco de Lucia on it. It was the first record that he didn't appear on. Yeah. but then the, when the records came out after that. Tomati works with Paco and they produce right up until the very last record that Cameron made, the most incredible duets and they play together and they become like another unit, yeah? Mm. Um, I mean, would you like me to choose another track just before we end? I would love you to. I have and some have, more, something to more to pass say. Me that, but that, but that one there, just so that's yeah, great. Yeah, I have more do, to say. Do you like the way we're surrounded by flamenco albums? I love it. Every time I come to record, Marcus has his table covered by flamenco tracks. You're going to ask me one last thing then. Oh, you choose your track and I'll ask you. Don't worry. I'm just looking for it now. Yeah. Oh, look at this. What a title. Altillo Juan Abishuel. Ah. Solia por Bulerías. From the album La Guitarra Gitana, which is what we're talking about. You asked me what style does he play. He plays the, the gypsy way of playing. I want to give credit to the publication that I'm going to cite. This is according to um, Classic Guitar magazine. Uh, they have a whole article uh, and there are quotes in it. Um, he said, Tomachito said in 91, um, Camarón gave me everything I have. He made me. Um, which again affirms what we were talking about. Um, and later on, um, obviously, when Cameron passed away only at the age of 41. Uh, it was, in a way, they say, a low point of, for the world of flamenco, but very painful for Tomatito as well. Yeah. When he said, um, he, he had an interview, actually, he gave an interview at this point, and he said, I went to a bad time, everything was broken for me, I still haven't heard anyone sing like him. So does he... Um, these days, if you follow his career here and there, does he um, accompany others? It was very difficult for him to restart on that side of things. To yeah. But if you look, I mean, I put out one for you uh, here. I think, no, maybe it's underneath there. José Merced. José Merced. And, you know, so that's that's a relatively new album, so he's moved De verdad. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, Merced is probably... Well, we can. I mean, people like Marseille would say, "You, I'll never be Cameron." Oh um, yeah, I mean, and but, I don't think they should. No, it's, but uh, he is like the number one. We would say in, in in flamenco now. Number one in flamenco. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's incredible because it's it's great to see. It's there's something so moving. Yeah, uh, it's a lovely photograph, isn't it? Yeah, there's something so moving seeing um, someone obviously continuing with his career in life because I feel yeah. he could have been in such a bad place that he wouldn't be able to go on. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's, made rec- he's made records with many singers. Uh, of course, Marseille is 
not just a, Mercedes more than a flamenco artist. He, he's on television all the time. He's on talent programs. He's on children's programs. He's very good for a laugh. So they they'll say to him, "Well, could you do, do a canty sing a song that involves spaghetti and whatever?" And he'll just do it. Whereas some artists would just go, "No, I'm too high." That's up beyond. That. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a lovely album. That's a lovely album. Shall we um, choose something? Yeah, I think we should go for for the Bulerias. Let's have a look where it is. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, look at the name of that. Maria. Maria. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for joining us for yet another fabulous episode. I really love exploring the artists of the genre. I think this is becoming my favorite topic when we do these flamenco episodes on the podcast. That was dedicated to Tomatito, uh, an incredible artist in his own right, even though he had um, a great career with other big people of the genre, but as a standalone artist, incredible. I personally really enjoyed seeing him in Vengo, uh, which is a film we, I believe, talked about in a previous episode. He was in it and he was playing. It was a performance that I won't forget because it frightened me a little bit. It's a ritualistic sort of setting and he was fabulous if you can watch uh, if you can find Bengo for yourself and watch it you will see Tomatito in the beginning next time there will be another artist that we cover I won't tell you who because I haven't decided we're recording many um, artist episodes I haven't decided which one we're gonna go for yet but I'm sure it's going to be a good one until the next time enjoy what we have put out so far uh, maybe write to us if you'd like tweet us at flamenco pod and let us know which episode you're enjoying so far the most I'm really open to also talk about um, interaction with you on the podcast but until the next time whether you Play, listen to, or learn about flamenco. Remember to always follow the beat. Ooh, uh.